Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for bringing us all together today, Father. Thank you for bringing us, Lord, so we can hear your word, Lord, and learn more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray that everyone tonight gets revelation, Lord. Lord, I pray that no one leaves tonight without changing, Lord. I pray that your word changes us, Father. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can gather here. Lord, we just come to glorify and worship you. Lord, we just thank you for who you are in our lives. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Father, for everything you do in our lives. Thank you for um, leading us in the right direction in everywhere we go in our life. Um, thank you for everything, Father. Father for everyone that's here tonight thank you for bringing us all together and thank you for the word we're about to receive thank you Lord <clears throat> thank you Lord for tonight um, I said you bless everyone here receive your word hearts will change tonight um, thank you Lord for the, our family gathered here today in Jesus name we pray Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, everyone. Um, thank you, everyone, for being blessed. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> we thank you, Jesus, for everything. You are the center of everything. You are the meaning of our breath. Thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for your grace that completes us. And thank you for your mercy that upholds us. We thank you for your unfading love that never allows us to be distant from you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Who's ready for today? <laughs> uh, so I, I bought this mask from Kmart, or my wife bought it for me. Because I'm speaking about pride. And uh, who's the God of pride? Satan. But today, 
we're going to speak about some deep things that Satan appears in our hearts. So I was going to wear it, but, but I thought I would choose someone or maybe someone can come up here and wear it for me so I can preach freely. Does anyone want to come up and wear it? No condemnation. Does anyone want to? Oh, yes. Thank God. Thanks, bro. You saved me, bro. Yeah, put it on. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> you, you're right. You're right to stay like that. Yeah, I've still got to Just want to give you a picture of <coughs> when someone operates in pride. You know the greatest struggle that I had in my journey is allowing people to actually see it. And it doesn't mean that I go chase everyone to expose pride. But in the beginning of my journey, the Holy Spirit showed me um, who I am and how I operate in Him. And in the book of Ecclesiastes, he was talking about a great mystery. I'll share it with you. I think it's right that I'll share it with you so you can understand my position in the Lord. In the book of Ecclesiastes, I don't know if anyone knows it, but he speaks about a great mystery, about an eagle in the sky and a snake on a rock. And the Holy Spirit showed me that an eagle has good eyes that can see so far. And he showed me that I'm like an eagle as a person of a, in, in, as a prophet. I can see the snake on a rock. Now a rock is a hard heart. And a snake comes and lies on that rock. And he gets all his strength where he's rejuvenated and he can move very easily when he's very warm. He showed me that, f that falls on a rock. And he showed me what he's going to begin to show me is for that snake to come off so you can actually see it. So <clears throat> I pray humbly that every person sees their own heart and reflects their own heart. Because pride has mo uh, many layers and many dimensions. And today we're going to speak about the deep ones. Amen? No amens today. Amen today. <laughs> I had a dream. A fallen angel come to me last week. And he showed me he showed me my church. And don't take it as an insult, but he showed me my church and the influence that he has over the church and our people and our culture. And the Holy Spirit said to me before I went into the building because he held everyone ransom. He held everyone ransom. And the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to send you inside so you, can, so you can expose him. And he goes, he's dressed as a human. But once you look into him, you'll see him. And I walked into the building. Many people of our congregation were held ransom. There was hundreds and hundreds of people. And the second person I looked to was him. He was very emotional, very irritated, and very uh, mentally afflicted. And that is a picture of our people. We are afflicted. We are emotionally uh, lacking. And I dealt with him in the dream. I commanded him to leave the people. And the Holy Spirit said to me, I'm going to show you the influence of why he's allowed to actually come and attack our people. Would you like to know? Yeah. But can I tell you, you've probably never heard pride like this, but I'll share it with you. You may get uncomfortable, but the greatest blessing today, or my main focus, is for you to see it. You can go both ways after that. You can try to hide. 
you can try to not take responsibility. It can go both ways. You can humble yourself and you say, Lord, there are traces of this in me. But the greatest thing Jesus wants is the all your heart, where he flows. And he's the master and the Lord over every area of your heart. And this is why he's led me into this teaching. Okay, so you see the iceberg? It looks small from the top, but when you begin to have a deeper look at it, you begin to see how much it's embedded inside of us. And I speak for myself. The Holy Spirit taught me for myself regarding pride. Now, the greatest blockage to nearly every blessing in the Bible is pride. And when I sit with people, probably the hardest thing is allowing people to see it where they don't get offended. Our people are so sensitive in this area. But I want to speak how I speak. And I pray that humbly you actually take responsibility and take accountability so you can actually begin to move forward. Amen? Because pride before Christ was designed to actually protect you. Pride before Christ, it actually, unfortunately, designed to actually protect you from getting taken advantage of, from getting hurt again. Pride, unfortunately, builds false barriers that keeps the Holy Spirit out from actually dealing with your heart. So I'm going to speak about it. We've got a good teaching coming up. Because I'm going to be speaking today about the different uh, seven principles of the different mindsets in the New Testament. So I'd like to speak and before I start. The first one is a right mind. I'm not going to read the scripture. Uh, sorry. Do you want a chair, bro? No, he's good, he's good. <laughs> uh, and it's interesting, it's on my left side. No, he's never coming up again. No, thank you. If you need a chair, just don't be shy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so there's seven different mindsets in the Bible, good and bad. The Holy Spirit wants me to begin to unlock them, where you'll be able to also see um, where you are in your journey. So there's seven different mindsets, good and bad. And <coughs> it's a good teaching. Because <clears throat> the most targeted place that the Holy Spirit targets is to renew your mind. And the very place that Satan targets is your mindset also. That's the first place that he tries to attack and to dominate. So the first one is a right mind. I'll quickly just show you the reference. Keep going. Right mind, Mark chapter 5 verse 15. A sober mind... Titus chapter 1, verse 8. A spiritual mind, Romans chapter 8, verse 6. An anxious mind. I'll be talking about an anxious mind today. Luke chapter 12, verse 29. A debased mind, Romans chapter 1, verse 28. A carnal mind, Romans chapter 8, verse 6. And a sound mind, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. There are seven different mindsets in the New Testament. And each one focuses on an area. And it's a very good teaching because the Holy Spirit led me here now to actually begin to <clears throat> slowly, slowly establish you in the right process of where the Holy Spirit wants to take you. Amen? So today we're going to be speaking about an anxious mind. It's a very interesting one, this one. Now, <coughs> we go Luke chapter 12, verse 29. If we can put that up, the New King James. So if you, if you need a chair, just don't be shy, please. 
No, so I got the wrong one. Oh, yeah, here we see. Yeah. So it says here, I'm just focusing on that word. I'm not really getting context, but I'm focusing on what that word actually means. And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. So let's have a look at this word here, because it opens up a whole treasure for us to actually understand what we're dealing with here. So the word anxious, whoever is following, from the Strong's, it's 3349. 3349 from the Esod. The Greek word is metarezo. 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 The word defines. Now let's look at this here. The word defines to waver, meaning to become unsteady, to hesitate, to become weak, and to tremble. Now isn't it interesting that an anxious mind links up to having a weak mind? It means to be unsteady. You begin to see, this is nearly everyone's journey, right? It's right or it's wrong? It's everyone's journey. You can begin to diagnose yourself to see the level of faith that you are and the area regarding your faith. The most important thing is to understand where you are and not to just, or not that mask, or not just to put a mask on your face and not to just think you're following Christ, everything's good. You've got to understand when Jesus walked, he called it out what it was. When he said that you are of the devil, he called it out. When he said this is because of your unbelief, he called it out. He says, woe of you, little faith, he called it out. It's very important here that we call out what we're actually dealing with. Let's not be afraid. Let's be true to ourselves before anything. It's right. We must be true to ourselves before anything. So when you see symptoms of, of these things inside of you, that's who you really are. Or that's what your heart is reflecting. You can't just feel those things and not have an anxious mind. When you feel these things, the truth is you have an anxious mind. But I'm going to teach you how to get out. That's the whole point of this teaching, is for you to see it and give you the solution. <clears throat> so to waver means to be unsteady, to hesitate, to become weak, and to tremble. The next one, very common one in our mindsets, to be agitated. To become unsettled, to become stressed. To, this is the word. Uh, this is the word doubtful or an anxious mind. To become unsettled, to become stressed, to become stirred up, to become harassed, to become worried, to become upset, to become troubled, to be in a panic, to be tense, to be on edge, and to be nervous. This is the word anxious. People just get a scripture and they said, you know, be anxious for nothing. He's not talking about something that is given to you overnight. This is something that's a learned behavior that you fed on from day to day through all your old nature and slowly crept into your new nature. You're not dealing with a, <coughs> a little weed here. You're dealing with something that's controlled you all your life. And it's interesting here that the, the I was talking about the first principle being a right mind, the second principle being an anxious mind. It's the very thing when you become born again of the Lord Jesus, the very first thing that Jesus wants you to focus on is to deal with this one. Before you move into the depth and the foundation of Christ and his mind, you are to begin to uh, expose this. That has been very common in our mindsets and our hearts. You don't just, those things don't just flare up every day for no reason. The truth is that you're walking in an anxious mind. 
<coughs> now, I showed you the to waver, to be agitated. This one, the next one here is to fluctuate. The word there is fluctuate. Fluctuate means to cause you through all those negative emotions and feelings and thoughts, Satan will cause you to change your mind. Through difficult situations, difficult circumstances, difficult challenges, he will try to allow you to fluctuate your mind. He will make you change your mind to allow you to be unsure, to allow you to be unstable, and to be in two minds. That's an anxious mind. So he will, he 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 comes, he comes through those difficult situations to fluctuate your mind to keep you in two minds, to allow you to be hesitant. What's going to be the, what's going to be the, what does my journey look like, or what's going to happen if I fully open my heart for the Lord? And it's interesting that before you've even chosen to walk. He's put that in your mind, where indirectly your, your worship and dedication to the Lord begins ready with doubt and hesitation. And this is an anxious mind we're dealing with here. It's very, when I saw that fallen angel, I knew that what God was actually trying to show me, what our people are suffering from, and why our people are uh, getting tossed back and forth. Now wait until you see what anxious, anxious means. You'll be, you'll be intrigued. So are you ready to see what anxious means? It means to be puffed up with pride. So when, you, when you're, unfortunately, when you're operating in all those things, to be unsteady, to be hesitant, to become weak, to tremble, to be unsettled, to be stressed, to be harassed, to be in a panic, to be troubled, to be worried, to be upset, to be tense, to be nervous, to be in two minds, to be unsure, to be unstable, God diagnoses that as pride. But you don't want to hear that. No one wants to hear that. But the truth is, it's pride. So, we're going deeper now. This is shallow. Pride has two ugly branches. Ready? The pride of anger. So many things that we do in life hides behind anger. And the other one that no one ever speaks about, the pride of fear. It has two ugly trees. They're both ugly, like that mask, not this man. <laughs> like that mask. They're two ugly trees. The anger... Unfortunately, most people can see husband, wife, friends, whatever it is. But the fear, no one sees because it hides inside. And today I'm going to be speaking about the branch of the pride of fear. And how can you identify it in yourself? I'll show you. I'll actually identify. I'll do all the homework for you. I'll do it for you today. Just be true to yourself. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Just be true to yourself. Nothing else. And don't attack me. So let's, I'll just quickly show you a little bit of a, I'll quickly show you a little bit of the ugly side of the, the, the pride of anger, quickly. We all know them, but I'll just show them quickly to you. <clears throat> Sinful anger, which produces bitterness, resentment, cruelty, demanding, envious, critical, intolerance, and malice. Now, the second one is hidden and barely detectable, and that is sinful fear, which produces suspicion, worry, depression, and overanalyzing. Very big one. Also, indecision. A wavering between two or more possible courses of action. Indecision births hesitation because it has two ideas saying, what will happen if I surrender my life to Christ? Will I be successful in my future if I choose to fully submit to Him? 
Now, this is all the enemy is doing because pride is pride began from Satan. Now, these are the two things where he attacks us. Pay attention, please. What will happen if I surrender my life to Christ? Note, you haven't even taken a step forward. Will I be successful in my future if I choose to fully submit to him? Another word is inferior. This one is the most hidden pride that looks like humility, but it's pride. Inferior presents itself inside of you saying, a person lower than another in rank, status, or ability. It always looks down at itself. Inferior presents itself inside of you. It always degrades itself. It's lower in rank, status, ability. A person of little less importance, value, or merit. A person who feels poor quality about himself. Now, this is pride. Now, this is very common in our people. A person who feels poor quality about himself. Now, I can tell you I struggled with this for years before my journey with Christ. A person of less importance, less value, less merit. It sounds humble, but it's actually pride because you're degrading the very thing that Jesus paid the full price for. Jesus paid the full price for you. He sees you now as... Perfect. And what a great hidden sin for us to degrade the finished work of the cross where he purchased us fully. He sees you perfect. Just like you've never sinned before. How does Satan want you to see yourself? Of less importance. Then you can't receive any benefit that's produced from Jesus Christ. You can't produce anything. You stay in the ground, if anything. So a person who feels poor quality about himself, a person who always talks themselves down. Now please take notes and reflect. And Anton will be putting the notes on our page. <clears throat> a person who always talks themselves down. It sounds humble, but it's a false humility. I'm not to, not to say you be prideful and say whatever you want about yourself. We are to be sound over ourselves. But I'm just showing you what inferior means. Inferior means to degrade yourself in every form, in every form of ability, meaning you'll never get to that place that God's called you to get to. A person who always talks themselves down and a person who feels they're not as good as someone else. Now, this is shallow. I'm going deeper. Now we're ready now. Now let's go deeper. Now thank God I made the example by myself so no one gets offended. So I've got probably five pages of this. We're ready? You're all good, bro. If you want to take a jumper, you can. Oh, okay. Okay, number one. Now, there's a teacher speaking, um, like being the Holy Spirit or Jesus, and then there's me speaking, okay? And I'm the, I'm the unfortunately, the enemy today, or the one who, who's suffered from this, okay? Just to keep everyone happy. Suspicious rabs. <clears throat> um, this is all under the category of an anxious mind. Okay? Regarding pride. Suspicious rabs. Now, the teacher speaking. Now, I don't want to say this every time, but I'm going to say teacher. Teacher speaking. Why weren't you at the meeting today? Rabs. I'm not sure. They want my input and knowledge. Rabs. I saw some guys talking after lunch. I think they are trying to undermine me and come against my ideas. I think they don't like me and want to see me defeated and fail. Teacher. No, Rabs. This is an anxious mind and a hidden pride that is at work in your heart. Number two, teacher, take a break. Slow down and catch your breath, Rebs. Teacher, are you kidding? I'm the only one that can get all this done. 
No one else seems to care about how much there is to do and how much I'm doing. Rabs. No one seems to say thank you or notice all the work I do. Rabs. I can't stop or it won't get done. Rabs. I'm the only one that can humbly serve around here. You know, there's another 28 of them. Depressed Rabs. Teacher. Why are you so down, Rabs? Rabs speaking now. Things aren't going my way. I don't like the way my life is planning out. I don't like what God is doing in my life. Now, look at the danger now. Look at the danger now. Still Rabs speaking. People don't seem to care too much about me and my problem. And my life, and my life is not where I needed it to be. So now he's attacking God and he's attacking man. No one seems to care. I don't like what God is doing with my life and no one seems to care about my present situation. He's attacking God and man now. And this is through depression. Teacher, now Rabs is attacking God and those around him. Now this is a very deep one here. Silent, manipulated Rabs. Teacher speaking, why are you so quiet, Rabs? I don't, I don't know, this Rabs speaking now, I don't know, while inwardly thinking, please teacher, ask me more, I want to have more of your attention. Rabs speaking, I want, I want people to notice I'm silent because I want to be heard. I want people to know about me and my problems, and also that I didn't get my way. Silent treatment is one of the greatest hidden forms of pride in a man's heart or a woman's heart. Okay. Now this is all pride. Offended and hurt, Rabs. Teacher speaking. Why are you sitting by yourself, Rabs? I don't think people will like me and I'm afraid I'll get my feelings hurt again if I reach out to others and build relationships. Rabs. I'm afraid they won't like me and take advantage of me and I'll get offended again. Worried Rabs. Teacher speaking. Why are you so worried and troubled? I have everything planned. This is Rabs speaking now. I have everything planned out for my life and future. I know it's the best way. I've planned it so that I'm in control. I'm worried I'll lose control or something bad will happen. Annoyed and irritated and controlling Rabs. Teacher speaking now. Why are you so frustrated, Rabs? I'm frustrated that things got in my way, my plans and my goals. Now everything seems to get under my skin and I'm annoyed at everyone and everything. I'm taking it out on everyone else where I'm not happy anymore and have no peace. Independent Rabs. Independent Rabs. Teacher speaking. Why are you so independent, Rabs? I'm always independent and uncommitted. I don't really see why I need other people. I can easily separate myself from others. I seem to not benefit myself when I'm around people. Disrespectful, Rabs. Teacher speaking. Why are you always disrespectful, Rabs? I lack, this is Rabs speaking now, I lack respect for other people. I don't think very highly of most people. I have a hard time encouraging and honoring others unless they can really do something for me. Now each one hits home for me and it really does. Because this, these, all these things, I've done them in a way or in a form. Let me keep going. At least someone's happy. You're, you're good? We're ticking boxes or everyone's good? Okay. You don't have to tell me. Unaccountable Rebs. Teacher, why are you not accountable, Rebs? I am not accountable. 
I don't ask others to hold me responsible to follow through on my commitments. I don't really need accountability for my word and actions and life. I think I can take care of myself. Resentful Rabs. Teacher. Teacher speaking. Why are you full of resent resentment, Rabs? I resent people who attempt to correct me. I don't respond with gratefulness and sincere appreciation for their input. Instead, I am tempted to accuse them and dwell on their faults. I get bitter with them and fight and walk away. Story of my life, that one. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> Rab struggles with being corrected. Teacher speaking now. Rabs, why do you always struggle to be corrected? I view correction as an intrusion into my privacy rather than an instrument of God for my welfare. I, I, this is Rab speaking. I can't identify anyone who would feel welcome to correct me. When I'm corrected, I begin to argue and I'm overly sensitive. I don't take people's observations seriously. I minimize and make excuses or give explanations. This uh, next one, this teaching is not for rabs. Teacher speaking now. Why do you think this teaching is not for you, rabs? Rab speaking now. I listen to teaching with other people in mind. I, con <laughs> I constantly think of other people who need to hear this teaching and wish they were here to hear it. <laughs> oh, that's the whole Arab community. <laughs> I'm not finished, please. I constantly think of other people who need to hear this teaching and wish they were here to hear it. Teacher, everything that you hear is for you alone, both for now and the present and the future. There is a lesson you can hear in every word from God. Rabs that lacks knowledge. Teacher, speaking, if you don't have the answer, it's best to say nothing, Rabs. Rabs speaking, I find it hard to admit I find it hard to admit it when I don't know something. When someone asks me something I don't know, I will make up an answer rather than admit I don't know. Now we're getting deeper. Overcompetitive rabs. Overcompetitive. Teacher speaking. Why do you want to win rabs? I am always overly competitive, I always want to win or come out on top, and it bothers me when I don't. Wow. Self-critical, Rabs. Teacher speaking. Why are you so critical of yourself, Rabs? I am self-critical, I tend to be a perfectionist. I can't stand for little things to be wrong because they reflect poorly on me. That's why I have a hard time putting my mistakes behind me. Wow. Now this is all from an anxious mind. <clears throat> insecure rabs. Teacher speaking. Why are you so insecure rabs? I often feel insecure. I don't want to try new things or step out into uncomfortable situations because I keep being reminded of my past where all that happened was failure and defeat and no breakthrough. Deceptive Rabs. Teacher speaking. Why are you deceptive about yourself, Rabs? I tend to be deceptive about myself. I find myself lying to preserve my reputation. I find myself hiding the truth about myself, especially my sin, my weakness. I don't want people to know who I really am. Wow, it's massive in the church today. 
the, the early church were so free that they even confessed their sins to one another. What a pride crusher that is there. And what a love that was inside the church to know that everyone's gone through something and to show mercy than judgment. We are full of judgment in this place. And it's actually the truth. People are scared because we're ready to swarm over people. Boastful, Rabs. Teacher speaking now. Why are you always boastful about yourself, Rabs? I think highly of myself. In relation to others, I typically, I typically see myself as more gifted and more mature. In most situations, I have more to offer than others, even though I may not say so. But that's what I feel inside my heart. I'm not an average person. Big one, this one here. Oh, they're all big ones. But. Deserving grabs. Deserving grabs. Teacher speaking. Why do you always think that God and people owe you something? I feel deserving, grabs speaking now. I feel deserving. I think I deserve what I have. In fact, I think I ought to have more considering how well I have lived and how well I walk in the light of God and everything I have done for him and his people. Remember, he is like shifting shadow and he does not change. Every good and perfect gift comes from Father above. Where there's no partiality. And yes, God rewards obedience, but imagine you have that type of mindset where you deserve something from God and people. It's pride. Overperforming rabs. Teacher speaking. Why are you always trying to overperform with others, rabs? I regularly compare myself to others. I am performance-driven. I feel that I have a greater worth if I do well. Wow, massive. Trying to be recognized, Rabs. Teacher speaking. Why do you always try to be recognized by people um, in your heart, Rabs? I desire to receive credit and recognition for what I do. I like people to see what I do and let me know that they notice. I often feel hurt or offended when they don't. I am overly concerned about my reputation and hate being misunderstood. Envious Rabs, teacher speaking. Why do you struggle with envy, Rabs? Because I want the very things they have. I am not very excited about seeing or making others successful. I tend to feel envious, jealous, critical to, towards those who are doing well or even being honored and respected by other people. Well. Self-serving rabs, teacher speaking. Why do you struggle to help others, rabs? I am self-serving, rab speaking now. When asked to do something, I find myself asking, how will doing this help me or what's in it for me? Everyone's quiet. Now, let's go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 2 to 9. I'm going to stop there. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 2 to 9. This is the solution out from an anxious mind. Now, who wants to be free from pride or from an anxious mind? Let's read this in context. Whenever someone's gone through something, they say, be anxious for nothing, but everything through prayer and supplication. Let's read it in context to see what he's actually targeting. He's targeting an anxious mind here, which is pride. Now, let's read it in context. Philippians chapter 4, verse 2 to 9. I implore Iodia and implore Cynthia to be of the same mind in the Lord. What is he talking about here? 
to having what? He's talking about having the same mind in the Lord. Now, the last verse will tell you how you can have the mind of the Lord. Next one, please. And I urge you also, true companions, help these women who labored with me in the gospel with Clement, also and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Now, isn't it interesting how pride is actually targeted or an anxious mind is targeted? Is through what? Prayer. Yes? He's talking about prayer now. Yes? Which type of prayer? Which type of prayer? He tells you in the bottom. Which type of prayer is he telling you to establish? We keep reading. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, now he's telling you what to pray for. If you take this in context, he's talking about having the mind of the Lord and he's talking about dealing with an anxious mind. He's telling you here now, this is the way out. Ready? Finally, brethren. Is he talking about needs here? It says, for, it says, be anxious for nothing but through everything, through prayer and supplication. Is he telling you to ask for needs here? Or, need, or, or pray for something that you need from God? He's telling you to target pride. Because what's the opposite of being true? False. What's the opposite of being noble? Anyone? So I'll explain it. It's okay. I'll explain it. <clears throat> What's the opposite of being noble? Liar. Noble is honest. He's talking about he's talking about how to deal with pride. Now let's read it together and I'll explain it. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely. Whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now he's showing you here how to target pride. This is the, very, this is the way out. But you must read it in context. When someone is fearful, when someone's gone through something, they put this on their Facebook page. Hallelujah, praise the Lord Jesus. They don't know what they're actually dealing with. But it's true, right? Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Ask Jesus whatever you want, he'll give it to you. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. <laughs> He's showing you here how to target an anxious mind that stems from pride. And he's showing you here the way out of pride. Uh, next scripture, please. The things which you learned, he's talking about the mind of Christ. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Now let me just quickly go through them. The first one, the first principle is being true. Now I'm going to show you the meaning from the Greek. So you can be blessed today. <clears throat> the word true comes from whoever is following. The Strong's 227. You all good, bro? The word true comes from the Strong's 227. Alethes, the word is alethes. It means two things, loving the truth and speaking the truth. This is the first principle, how you begin to deal with the pride. Okay? Number two, honest. The word is semnos, semnos. And the word is um, strongs, four, five, eight, six, for the ones who are following. It means honest in person, in character, in deed and actions. Number three, just. The word is dakios. The word is dakios. It's from the Strong's 1342. It means holy and innocent, 
righteous in character and actions, faultless, guiltless, and the one who keeps the commands of God is one whose way of thinking, feelings, and action is confirmed, is confirmed to the will of God. Now, this is how we attack pride. And you read that scripture, he's talking about having the mind of Christ. And the, the opposite of having the mind of Christ is an anxious mind. And, to, and, and everyone is suffering in this way, one way or another. Number four, pure. The word is hagnos. It's from the Strong's 5.3. Pure in thought and action. Pure from carnality, meaning not greedy, not being worldly, or seeking temporal things. Carnality also refers to a deep sexual desire and lewdness. Carnality also refers to lacking spiritual maturity. Also, pure means pure from every fault, free from contamination or corruption. Lovely. Number five. Prosphilus. 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 Strong's, Strong's 4375. It means loving what is acceptable and pleasing to God. I've done a study about that. Number six, one, two, three, four. Number six, good report. You famous, you famous. You famous. That's the word. You famous. It's a funny one, that one. <laughs> the, strong, the strongs, two, one, six, three. Well spoken of, respectable, sounding well or things spoken in a kindly manner with goodwill towards others. Virtue. The last one, virtue. Areti. The word is areti. It's from the Strong's 703. 703. A person who is trustworthy, patient, full of courage, a person of godly principles who discern good and evil, has self-control, is compassionate, full of grace, fair, full of godly discernment and judgment, loyal to God, always telling the truth. And this is it here. This is how we actually get out of actual pride. So all those points that I read you stems from an anxious mind and how hidden and subtle it is inside of us where it's become undetectable to our hearts. I want to share something with you, just to talk a little bit about this mask now. Every time, every time you operate like that in your heart for all those points that I shared, this is who possesses you inside of your heart. Now you think about it. No one here wants to think about the devil, right? No one here wants to think about the devil. But when we operate in pride, especially the hidden pride of fear, this is who we feed. This is who we get our food from, not the person, the mask. This is, who, this is who we become. We become possessed by Satan in our hearts, especially in one major area through your character. Our character needs to be checked. Our hearts need to be checked because the last thing that Jesus died for was for us to have a heart that belongs to Satan. It's something to think about. Every point that I spoke about belongs to this ugly man, Satan. We don't want a bar of him in our life. But all those characteristics belong to him. And they become undetectable to people where people are influenced by him, people speak through him, people think like him, and people act like him deep down in our character. Now, this is not a, this is not a hallelujah message. This is a message for, for you to check your heart. Because Jesus died to destroy the works 
of the devil. And this is the hidden, subtle areas that is controlling us today. And it's true. How many people ticked those points in their heart? I, I speak for myself. But I tell you something. They are of the devil. How do you feel about that? How does that make you feel inside your heart? That you're influenced by him more than the Holy Spirit? How does that make you feel in your heart that you're influenced more from Satan than the Holy Spirit? How do you actually feel about that? That's what it means to be at war with the devil. It's to hate what is evil and to love what is good. But what is evil? People say we've got to stop all these people outside. We've got to do something about our rights. Check your heart first. Check your heart first. Because you don't know how much Satan is possessing inside of you until you bring it to the light. Check your hearts first. People want to carry banners. Uh, we need to stop all this. Let him fix your heart first. This is what the Holy Spirit wants from us. He wants to fix our hearts. Because all these things that I shared about today belong to Satan. The pride of fear that has crept in and taken over our personality, our character, our emotions, it's beyond me. So when I sit with people and I talk with them, my greatest wrestle, humbly saying this, I correct myself first, please hear me, humbly saying this, this is the very thing that the Holy Spirit was called to do inside your heart. And yes, we are to represent Christ in this world, but let him fix your heart first. Where love is manifesting from your life. And isn't it interesting, when you love Jesus, you can love people. And when you can love people, you can love the truth. And that's where the true war begins, when you hate Satan. A lot of people say, I hate Satan. No, I hate his ways of thinking inside of my heart. I hate his personality that has lived in me all those years before Christ. That's gotten me the wrong results, unfortunately. I see so many people today, they get so much results by control and intimidation and by manipulation and by fear. I see so many people get results like that. Our results are by humility. And when we're humble, we, we are silent to wait purely on him to deliver us and to speak with us. But I just want to share something with you. How ugly is this mask? When you do this, that's what Jesus sees inside of you. You think about it. You think about it today. Whenever you meditate on things towards your brother or your sister, or whoever it is, you're doing it unto Christ, but you're giving the key for Satan to come and enter. And isn't it interesting, Jesus said, you sleep angry with your brother or sister one night, you give Satan a footstool into your heart. All those characteristics and personalities that I spoke about today is what gives Satan authority to rule and control your life. So think about it today. That's what the Holy Spirit wants us to do, <coughs> is to actually clean, cleanse our hearts, but we have to take responsibility. Let's not, let's not play with our journey anymore. Let's not play with our journey. Let's take responsibility for our hearts. But I share, I, I prepared this message for you today to show you how subtle pride is, the, especially the pride of fear, and how it hides and how it's dominated our life without us even knowing. And I want you to be free from this. This is what Jesus died for to free our hearts. But can you see how much the enemy has crept in our hearts? Where their behavior is normal to people today. It's normal. That's the way of living today, is to inherit and to operate through Satan's character, 
Satan's personality, Satan's mindset. Who would think that suspicion is a mindset of Satan that produces so many fruits inside of our hearts? Today, humble yourselves. <clears throat> Reflect upon this message. Go back in your own time and let the Holy Spirit slowly, slowly come with you to address these things in your heart. They won't fall off you in one day. It takes responsibility. It takes, it takes truth that you are seeking the truth for you to actually change. Amen? It's the truth. And everything in the whole Bible is blocked because of one disease. One terrible disease, that one. The anxiousness, the pride. It's a terrible disease and it blocks God from our lives. It blocks him from having true intimacy with our hearts. It really does. Pride. And did anyone ever see pride that deep? Yes, no? Yes, no? No? It begins to show us how shallow we are. Because the Holy Spirit shared with me, you know, the deeper, the deeper you walk with me is revealed by the deeper the pride is exposed in you. So the deeper the fellowship I have with Christ determines the deeper pride that is exposed in me. And so many people today, I take it back to one thing, they're shallow in Christ. They haven't fed on him with all their hearts because Jesus wants all your heart. They haven't given all their hearts for the Holy Spirit begin to mold them and to uh, show them what's actually inside. And it's interesting, pride is exposed by the Lord. You search my heart. You can't see it without you asking the Lord to come and begin to work in this area. He exposes it. But you, he needs to have your attention. Amen? So let's pray. Thank you, bro. Can we clap for this man? You don't want it, yeah? No, no, we haven't thrown it yet. I haven't finished my pride sessions yet. I bought that mask to show you that every time you operate like this, he's the one that possesses your heart. Now, now can I share something with you? Someone will say, that's me. I want to be forgiven. Yes, you can be forgiven, but you need to change. <laughs> because a, a behavior that's repetitive is truly not repented of. And so many people, they hide behind uh, the pride of fear, the pride of anger. It's done, the, it's done them something in the past. It's done them something. It's protected them from something. But with Christ now, you're, you're naked. He wants to come and he wants to fill every area of your life. You don't have to hide anything from him anymore. He knows everything about you. But you have to open, you have to trust him. Because we're at another level now. A level, another level of truth determines another level of pride. The level of truth exposes the level of pride. And the Holy Spirit now is coming deeper. We can't hide anymore because God doesn't want us to hide with fig leaves and whatever you want to call it. He wants to come and he wants to heal and restore you. But he wants us to be true. Amen. Imagine calling upon the name of the Lord and Satan possesses your heart. What have you actually achieved? That's why Jesus said, go away, I don't know you. Because they didn't get to see Jesus deep into the heart. That's why. Because you commit iniquity. What is iniquity? It's when you turn off the truth. And when you turn off the truth, it's Satan's doing. When you turn off the truth, pride is at work. Imagine you saying, I worship you, Jesus, but inside Satan possesses your heart. It's a hard pill to swallow. But is that you? Because that was me. Every one of them, nearly. And I'm not afraid to speak truth. I took responsibility for a lot of things in my heart. Because that was me. And the greatest blessing is seeing it.
The breakthrough is in the scene. The victory is in the scene. The overcoming is in the scene. But I want it to change. Because I want to look at someone, even my enemies, and say that I can love them. Not because the word says it, but because I feel it inside of my spirit. So I encourage you today to take responsibility. We're here for this very reason. And the Holy Spirit kept showing me the scripture that I'm preparing his bride to see him because everyone speaks about what we can do on earth for him here. But everyone in the New Testament speaks about the great day that when Jesus comes, he finds his bride ready. What does it mean to be ready? We've been waiting for you, Lord, so much. No, I have a cleansed vessel now. They waited cleansed. They waited obedient. They waited in truth. They waited uncontaminated. That's true. So I encourage every person here to think about what I said and to open your hearts because Jesus wants to free you from that very disease that has destroyed God's people. Pride, the hidden pride, the subtle one that's undetectable, that hides silent inside of you. So let's pray. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, <clears throat> I thank you that from today, you transfer them from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your Son. I thank you, Lord, that from today, you help us by the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome this disease. Have mercy on us, Lord, and allow our hearts to be cleansed, forgiven, and healed. I pray for your grace, Lord, your spirit of grace to come into the, the deep areas and heal our hearts. Thank you for this victory, Lord. The true victory in our hearts, Lord, or the true victory of your cross is where pride is crushed. I pray that you crush pride, Lord, inside of us so we can be true ambassadors of who we are in you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you crush pride inside of our minds and our hearts and allow us to be a holy vessel because that is our true and proper worship towards you. Help us, Lord, to become this. That is our desire today and that is our petition, that you give us a heart of humility and a solution to exit out of pride. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you for the victory on the cross. We receive this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, like I said, this will take time. <clears throat>